What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Classic Quest podcast. This is the show where we talk about albums like Cypress Hill's Back in Black and we break down the entire album and review it track by track. That's right. Today, it's new Cypress Hill in 2022. Back in Black is the project. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. My name is Chris Chrome. And I am related friend Bonnie. And yeah, today we are going to go through all 10 of the songs in this brand new Cypress Hill album, the Back in Black one. Which is cool. I didn't know Cypress Hill was, was dropping music, and then I just saw it was coming out on Genius. Thanks, Genius, for your wonderful album se- section that talks about all the new albums coming. And it just seemed like, don't you just want to know what Cypress Hill sounds like in 2022? Like, don't you just have the curiosity, the burning desire in your soul to be like, is it nice? Is it like legend just like kind of lazy? You know, there's so many directions a legendary group can do in 2022 when they drop. I was too curious to see where we was at with it. Um, but how did y'all feel coming into this? What is your thoughts on Cypress Hill before this project? Um, I don't have any expectations. I had like no real idea what to kind of expect just because I, I know Cypress Hill. I know what they do. I know their like whole brand and what they talk about. Um, we reviewed them. Hold on. Do you? Do you really know their whole brand and what they talk about? Well, like they talk about like smoking weed and legalization and like where they're from and, and all that. Like it's it's kind of what they do. Um, but the whole like, aren't you curious about what Cypress Hill is doing in 2022? Uh, no, I I did not like have any of this on my radar until you went. This is Classic Quest on Sunday. And I was like, I right, this is what I'm doing. So that's that's take take that as me going into this project. That's fair. And how did you yeah, feel? Uh, uh, I was like, OK, that, that, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm like, uh, I like Cypress Hills. Uh, so let's see what they're doing now. That was it. <laughs> Nobody else had the burning passion in their soul. I was like, hmm, we have to know. But nobody else seemed to feel, okay, I understand. It's okay. I was. I had a, a burning curiosity. Now we get to satisfy that curiosity. I mean, I fucks with Cypress Hill. They're, like, wildly cool. They did a lot for music, and they're debatably giant legends. And I think a lot of people are inspired by them. And their influence is widespread. So it's like, to me, super interesting when the legend types come through and drop new music. Because it's like, to me, a reminder that like everybody in the independent scene is still competing with like the legends. And that's a wild thought to me. So I had I had just had to see it. You know, I was too curious. And I really, really, really like Cypress Hill's vibe, like their energy, like the way they approach flow and just the way that they bounce off of each other with wildly fucking different voices. It's just so cool to me. It's like this, they've got a lot of juxtaposition. Like, and you wouldn't expect, like when you first listen to them, you don't expect it to be deep and political, but then they always manage to make it fucking deep and political in some way or another here and there. They got a really good balance of like activism, entertainment, and keeping it real type vibes. And I think that's super cool too. Anyhow, what do y'all think about the cover and the title? I think it's pretty like solid, straightforward. Um, I like the use of the black and the gold. I like how it's got like that wavy kind of bandana texture feel um, to it. It's not nothing really too like iconic. Nothing that really is gonna like. I might forget the album cover really. Um, back yep. in black. I mean, I don't think I really. I don't. I don't really know what it means. Like to be back in black, like I don't really know what they're trying to reference or anything like that. I just thought it was cool. I took like a gander at their uh, discography. I think there's like another black album or something like that that they've done. Um, so like, I guess it's consistent, but I don't have much more than that. Same pizza jams or pizza the flow. Like I just, it just made me think of ACDC. um even like like the cover is like so not super original and i don't know nothing too exciting it's like a 
we, you know, it's just like a black cover with like a, you know, an intricate design with, you know, like the Cypress Hill in the middle and the album title, like at the bottom in yellow. It's not, not very exciting. Neither is the title, not that original. So guess we'll see. I mean, I wonder if there's a significance to that title. Um, Even like Amy Winehouse, Back in Black, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's been done. Wasn't like DJ Muggs traditionally the one that produces most of their stuff? I mean, I might be wrong about that. So to have somebody else, I mean, it could be that like I just don't know enough about Cypress Hill to be real with you. But to have somebody else doing the production, it was kind of like in that ACDC album, they had the new singer person come in. So maybe there's a significance to working with somebody new with it. Also being late in the career, legendary album people's like, I don't know. Maybe it's also just saying we like that. I think the comparisons are interesting. Um, I don't really care much for the cover because it's simple and, I mean, it does its job of identifying the cover. So when I looked at it next to the other covers, it helped me find it. But, yeah, it looks like it would be really cool on merch. I feel like they did a good job of, like, selling merch with this cover more than anything else because I would cop that shirt. That's a fire shirt if you think about it, like, just as a design Mm -hmm. and shit. Mm -hmm. Um I like the title, I, though, because of the ACDC-ness, and I feel like there's some level of, like, legend to it. And what were you going to say, Chris? <clears throat> nah, you, you mentioned, like, that would be, like, a good shirt, and then for some reason I feel like I've seen a sh- like I've seen that shirt before, but I'm probably just envisioning it, and it's not, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I could see what you're saying for the shirt, and that's it. That's all I'm going to say. On that note, um, we can go into the first track, Takeover. All right, what do y'all think about the first one? <clears throat> it sounds like very, like, classic Cypress Hilly, you know, to start with. So I think that that's kind of cool. Um, like, you know, it's just kind of like they're bringing it back for their fans. It's kind of what they're talking about and kind of like touching on, you know, that they grew up in danger, you know, that, you know, that their life was almost destined to end up in jail or killed. Um, uh, but, you know, they've obviously like done more than that. Um, you know, lots of weed talk. So I think that that's kind of, you know, that's like a, a heavy mm, issue that's discussed uh, on many of these songs um, and how they are down for the cult- for the culture and that they're supporting. Um what they do and like you know the life that they've always wanted so i don't know i don't really have too much more to say about this other than like this sounds like it could have been off of like you know one of their albums from like the 90s or whatever so um yeah it's cool it's a good start 4.3 on five i kind of felt like it was a little bit of a mild start um i just i, I respect the whole like old school feel I respect like kind of them bringing in their flows and everything like that. And it was, it was, it had that nice energy to it. I just didn't really get into it. Um, Chris is like, there were no triplet flows. There was no it, it's trap. It's nothing to beat. do with that. It, it's really nothing to do with that. Cause the rest of the project. And as we go, I start to kind of like get it more into it, but it was just, for some reason I was like, <clears throat> it just didn't. And as we talk about sometimes on the album reviews, it's like it didn't really take me out of where my reality was and bring me into their world on this track, at least like I did end up getting into it and like more throughout. But just this one particular, I was like, it's just got this vibe that maybe isn't really for me. Uh, But I like how, you know, they're remind like, I guess, letting you know what they do, who they are, where they're from. Um kind of giving you that like trying to i guess attempting to build that atmosphere it is what it is i left it with a 3.7 what anyway <clears throat> this is why first of all this shit sounds like legends who don't give a shit what you think up in here and i love that energy like the like there's not a single line where i felt like they were trying hard to get my approval it was more like we're here we back let me remind you of who we are. But it's it's kind of like a lot gets said in this song. 
like they talk about where they come from, the environments that they've been through. Then they talk about like the power they've accumulated through music. It's almost like this little snapshot of like back in the day we came from the hood and now we kind of taken over. We've always been about this. We've always been on this grind of like legalization. There's always been this sense of violence and shit. I've always, you know, been Dr. Green Thumb. It's like I feel like it's like a recap. It's like the start of the Netflix series when you go on the last season of blah, blah, blah. And then it gives you like, uh, let me fill you in on where we left off for those of you that haven't been here. And and it kind of has that vibe going on with it. Um, The production's cool. I guess Back in Black is because of the black milk. So Back in Black, right? Like, I get it now. Um, And like, it kind of just has that super car bouncy feel to it. Like, maybe car bouncy music just doesn't hit as quick up here because i've never been in a bouncing car but like you can just almost feel the and like the cars just bonging and like everything and i feel like that has to be part of it like i just never would experience the culture and sometimes i just don't get into the west coast stuff as much but i've heard people break down what it will be like in the right environment so i think about that a lot with the beats and the energies of it and it's like it's cool like i just pick i just feel like the like if it was summer, I would listen to this and vibe to it a little bit more than I am in my dreary, rainy-ass, how-the-vibe-has-been-lately vibes, you know? So I think that mm. also plays into it, too. But the production's stellar. It's really, like, chopped up in a super nice, like, way to just create this groove. And then I love the back-and-forthness. Like, just two homies who have been doing this since time, just bouncing off each other. On They can almost picture the live show going on as they just telling you who they are and reintroducing you to cypress hill like you forgot maybe um and their flows are so like like you got be reals more spastic nasally voice and then you got send dogs calm controlled i'm a boss energy and collectively they just it just sells really well on the song i, I get why they open with this it's really that like previously on it's my favorite song on the album i don't know but like to me it really did take me out of the regular shit and kind of bring me into this like oh we go into the car bounce line let's go some la shit or whatever so it did kind of do that for me um but yeah i give it like a 4.25 on 5 i feel like this whole album is for the fan fans like if you're not a fan fan this shit's not for you and they don't give a fuck and i'm like i respect that energy let's go um on that note I guess we could move on to Open Your Mind. Yo, Chris, what do you think about this one? I like this one picked up a little bit more for me. Uh, the beat has that, like, cool chime in it that keeps me going. That do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, the way they, they have that going, the beat was really cool. <laughs> I like how they kind of flowed with that on the hook, which was really cool um this to me kind of felt more like a commentary on how like people smoke weed and get in trouble for it and then the government selling weed as well and they do lace in like various experiences that they've had selling drawers and kind of making profit off of it and whatnot but i like how be real kind of mentions like if you need to get it right come see me like come get a piece of my stuff and i can help you with the proper type of things you need kind of making this commentary on like how yeah, you can go to the government, but they're also trying to put you on like prescribed weed or like prescribed medication for certain problems or stuff like that. So I kind of like that. That was cool to me. Uh, the rest of it was really just like a solid hook, which was very catchy, which I think kind of stands out. And just it, it, it didn't really give me more than that. It was more like these are some of your experiences that you've had with weed, how you kind of turn it into a business, how you flip profit on it. Um but it is kind of weird how like people are allowed to smoke weed in a legalized place, but the cops are still kind of on people's ass about it and still kind of acting shady. So thought it was dope. I gave it a four on five. Yeah. Um, I, I too, I really liked the feeling of this beat. I thought it was like really cool. Um, I think this is just like an interesting song about the complications of like state versus federal lead legalization and how people can still end up in jail for weed today. And like, even though it's legal in many states, including California, uh, where they are, um, so it's just, it it is kind of wild when you think about that, that like, you know, like you drive 
you know, what, an hour away or something. And like, you could be in a state that is, you know, where weed is illegal. So it is interesting. Whereas like in Canada here, it's like federal, federal, uh, legal, legalized, legal, legalized federally. Um, so yeah, differences, I guess. Um, and they're just trying to get people to like open their minds to the fact that it's not really so dangerous and it's not so scary. And like, it's not going to like, you know, cause you to like get into gangs and, you know, like it's not going to lead you to heroin and things like that. Like, it's not really like as dangerous as people make it, you know, or at least as how people once used to like talk about it. Um, and like the end, um, the end sounds, it's like, like a TV quote or something from like the eighties or nineties. Like I wasn't really sure what it was from. Um, and I thought that that was like really like apt, like how they included that, um, you know, and it, he's like, they're talking about like how the punishment for drugs should not be worse than what the drug does itself. And like how that's the case for weed, like people are going to jail for like these like long terms uh, in jail and it's not really that bad at all. And like, it doesn't really do anything terrible to you. So it is a very interesting idea and like really like smart for rappers, in my opinion, to be like talking about this because like this is an issue that is very relevant in like the rap and hip hop scene. And you know how like so many rappers have, have, you know expressed like in their rhymes like that they are uh selling it or that they're involved with it that they enjoy smoking it like whatever it is like and so it's interesting that like you know so few rappers are talking about like the complications uh, of legalization which is like you know very prevalent right now so i thought it was really like smart questions and uh like i just don't think like going to to jail for like weed possession should not really be a thing anymore like unless you have like a house full of weed and you're like i don't i don't even know like it just it just shouldn't be like such a big deal anymore so anyways i thought it was a good song i gave it a 4.6 on five yeah, I think this is a pretty good song. Like, I feel like every bar in the song is is layered, and it almost adds to what the last song was. Because once you listen to this one, you're like, oh, they have to G-check what they're about because they're about to go criticize some shit. So they need you to know that they've been about legalization since day one and that they really are about, like, the weed game for this much time. They're Dr. Green Thumb. Because when they come to this song, it's like, yo, but check what happened when it got legalized. Because, like, I don't think... um. A lot of people know how fucking weird the weed game is right now in terms of it. And then, like, it's not even so much, like, regular possession that people are in trouble for. Like, nobody's going after you for a 3-5 per se. But let's say you are growing legal weed for, like, distribution in the dispensaries and you have, I don't know, 50 pounds of weed in your crib and it's legal in California. That's some big issues when the feds and the DEA or whoever come raiding on your shit because it's still federally illegal. And so it's not like you're allowed to necessarily always do it. And then usually what happens is is if you're part of like the big business crew with the special interest groups and basically all the people that used to put people in jail for weed who now run the weed game over there, they can get away with some shit. But if you don't play ball, like there technically are federal laws to fuck you up if the right people call in favors and shit. And there's some real things that happen in that like world. And then... I think it's also a criticism of the dispensary system. Like you got this whole situation where like send dogs breaking down the threat of selling weed per se, even though the dispensary selling weed. But then you got like the criticism, like, you know, be real, super passionate about weed. But then he goes that compassionate time. Yeah, right. They take your money and rob you blind. Bro, government weed is so fucking overpriced. It's ridiculous. Like I don't have a choice. It's the black market because I can't afford it. The quality of weed is garbage. And I watch people just like throw money at the government because it's legal, but like they radiate their weed. So it's dry and it makes your fucking throat cough. They don't do it right. It's like it's worse weed, higher prices with fucking percentages everywhere. So you feel like it's alcohol or something, but we don't even work like that. And it's just a bunch of fake shit. So it's like I've walked into compassion clubs in other provinces, like in Toronto and whatever. And bro, it's just like, how can we get the most money out of the ignorant person? It's, it's like it's weird. Like the most honest people you're going to find are your black market dealers. And that's the weird world of weed right now. So like I kind of appreciate that. 
plus the double on for a peace of mind slash mine. I thought that was nice. Um, and then just overall, it's like at least there's a flex in how they can grow weed and sell it to the weed stores you're doing it. And that like in spite of the fact that there is this giant corporate interference, there are independent grinds. And it's almost like saying stay true to yourself. There's a way to maneuver in this big weed game out here. And I'm like sitting there going, damn, I was just not expecting any of this. None of it. Because you're right. Like so few people actually talk about the big weed game in a real sense. Probably because a lot of people making a lot of money to not talk about a lot of these issues and shit. So like you got to imagine how much money Snoop Dogg makes off of this fucking big weed game, right? Like that guy's not going to go criticize it. He's going to be all for whoever's going to give him the check type thing. And I know disrespect to Snoop Dogg, get your money. But like from a sociopolitical view, it's going to be people who can not play in the system that will ever criticize it. Anyway, I thought it was a super cool song and it's really catchy. Like, have you heard this? Have you seen the news? They legalized in California, but the Fed still. I'm like, what? And you gotta, you're going to think about that. You're like stuck with like political messaging. Um... The, the political messaging, while it's a catchy hook, and I really respect that. Plus, it's got this kind of fuck the system, we gonna do it our way vibe. Like, there's a lot of things about this hook that make it pretty stellar. I'm gonna give it a 4.75. It's a really strong song. Um, and it's got a message, and I feel like it creates almost a bit of a narrative of what they represent in this era, and it's super impressive. Plus, Black Milk did great on that beat, super awesome. And Zalmanel is absolutely correct. The government fucking is really bad at selling weed eco-friendly like with the giant ass government weed containers. Um, yep. um, on that note, uh, let's talk about, I guess, certified. Um, how do y'all feel about certified? Um, I felt like this one didn't really feel like a cypress hill song like in like the, like the same sense as like the other ones did that's just my opinion i don't know if you guys thought so but um i don't know so this one is just sort of like about like you know what's been happening in the world and what's been happening in their world and uh they're certified devoted to weed and the weed life and like that's pretty much it um i took from this one like this one is not one that like I would necessarily go back to like the last weed song was much better than this weed song if you needed a weed song. So that's just my opinion. So I gave this one a 3.8. And Chris, you are muted. Sorry, guys. So take the idea of it being a weed song and turn it into like a dedication song. It's how I kind of took it. So like Yes, they're certified within the weed game. They've been doing this for a long time. They've been smoking, whatever, whatever. But if you think about like rap or your career in general, it's like, yo, I've been certified. I've been rapping for years. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. So I kind of took this as like a way to make like if you put in the dedication, you put in the work and you really just keep going at whatever it is your passion is, you believe in and whatever is going to make you that dollar, you know, you'll end up becoming successful and and kind of be certified essentially is how i really took this because either than that besides that it's just y'all been smoking weed like to me it's just y'all smoke weed y'all been doing it i kind of know y'all smoke weed and been doing it so it just it didn't really hit the same but that's how i kind of looked at it to be like oh this is actually kind of like an interesting song it's good it's sonically good it's kind there's like poppy vibe for me um, it flows nicely. It kind of sounds a little bit more modern instead of like old school feely ish, even the way they're rapping and like the way that like they come in and kind of just connect the bars. So it was dope. The music video is actually really cool. Like when Holden sent it to me, I was like, Oh, this is dope. Um, it, it's, I think that was probably one of my better likes with the song was actually just the music video. Uh, but overall, I mean, I gave it a four on my. I mean, this sounds super cool to me. Like, you got to keep in mind, before talking about smoking the weed, they talk, grew it, bagged it, and sold it. Like, this is about their grind and their lifestyle and their success and how all things considered, they, they are the OG certified with it. And I feel like it's almost, again, another dedication 
to what they've been through. Like they almost don't really talk about smoking weed. Like Send Dogs verse is like, yo, I started out with a vision, turned it into my mission, sick of busting boxes, washing dishes, ma's bitching. Like I don't want to live in this environment. I made some demos with my people in the ghetto got signed to the weddo and now it's pedal to the metal that's like yo we were in the hood and now we make music and we we're from the crack rock era you know like i'm saying like there's like a lot of like we came from this environment and we fucking made it and it's cool and the fact that it's like he ends it with like i'm do or die i'm a rebel like hey he stayed true to himself the whole way through and then again they've got that like back and forth freaking feel on their verses where it's like they're broskies on stage the whole way through and then yeah like be real also kind of goes through with this i came and sold weed and i live like there's no tomorrow and now i i'm out there fulfilling dreams and doing what i gotta do yesterday was the vision listen no superstition california condition took his life you slipping be careful what you wishing you know like it's like almost a reminder that this is a little more complicated and there are risks and things they had to just survive and maneuver to get to where they are again not really about smoking weed. It's more like we went through this life. We've been through all of these different experiences. And yeah, in the middle of that, I guess they lit some spliffy poos. Um, and then it just flows on like that. More of this emotional landscape, I would call it. I really appreciated it. Again, feels like legends thinking back on their careers, kind of telling you a bit about where they've come from and why they're certified over these airy flows and when it is a 10 track project i feel like you're kind of supposed to do something like make every song sound drastically a little bit different because otherwise it's just gonna be monotonous which is the other flex some people just go and triple the fuck down and just do 10 tracks that sound exactly the same arguably that's a little bit what benny did um but the other option is to like kind of diversify really heavy and show off the multiple sides of what you can bring to the table and you're like fucking third or fourth decade in the game i thought this was really cool like i don't know if it's as catchy as the last one but it's catchy in a different way for like a different group of people and i think it's as well made as the last one so i'm gonna give it a 4.5 i really enjoyed listening to it and the video was cool we could make that video soon so i like that because it inspired me to get my capitalism game on um anyway uh the next one is called bye bye i know what do y'all think about bye bye <clears throat> i like this song off off the bat just the way the chorus starts the whole idea of like war zone and and just the atmosphere of the streets and everything the aggression in it that, that i like this song um i i like how they they really kind of brought me into their dark world with this one a little bit. So, oh, hold on. No, I'm so it's sorry. me. I, no, you're good. It's me. But, it was me. Oh fuck! Keep going. Um, either way, I like I like how in the chorus they're like, "Come for mine, I'ma sing you a slow song." Uh, but um, bye bye. Let me sing you a lullaby. The way they kind of run that through on the chorus was really, really cool. Very ear catchy. Um, and this this song actually kind of brought me into like a world. It was like, this is how scary shit can get in our areas. This is kind of where we grew up and this is what we've been through. Um, so I, I like I like that. Although beat had more aggression into it, had more like, I feel there was more drums. It was more just, just heavier. So it really, really stood out to me. Um, I like how... Uh, send dog goes i'm having visions of a bunch of bad decisions that i might regret later but this is the life we live in kind of like really trying to show you like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to survive and you got to think about consequences later and just make sure you kind of get out of whatever situation you're in so i thought that was really kind of cool um but for me dizzy right took the whole show like just the way he was rapping and talking at the same time and he's really just kind of explaining like this atmosphere and this environment that he comes from and how like he's really hurt and he's trying to be happy. He's trying to be nice, but people just keep bringing him down, bringing him down. And it's super hard. And I just, I, I thought it was really cool. I was like, I haven't listened to Dizzy in a long time. This was really dope to get back into Dizzy and be like, I, I see you. I see where you're at now. Um, so yeah, like I thought this was really, really solid. I gave it a 4.2 on five. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they are, they're just kind of talking about that the fact that they are survivors 
that they will defend themselves and like that it is dangerous like where they're from um but like you know they don't mind because that's just kind of like the life that they live um and they also talk about the fact that like the radio won't play them and but they know that their fans will support them and that's like kind of like what you said earlier holden is like how like this is like for the fans and i definitely agree with that because like this is very much like like how else would you hear it like you would have to go seek this out yourself like you know so it's not gonna be played on the radio so it's not gonna get like mainstream attention necessarily um and yeah with dizzy right like i i don't really think i've ever listened to him before but he sounded kind of younger um you know and it is good to like kind of mix it up if you've got like these like old heads and like these young heads kind of together um you know because like he was using a little bit more like modern references i suppose um and it does kind of sound like he's sort of discovering life like he's not kind of necessarily looking past so much he's just kind of in it um so i thought that that was kind of like interesting uh that you know the cycle continues basically just in a different way um and be real is always entertaining i just enjoy his voice um yeah it's not bad and this one is just like a, a bit of like a harder beat sound whatever so i gave it a 4.25 on five i like this one because i feel like it follows up the energy of the last one where like yeah this whole weed thing's what it is but let's go back to like what it used to be like and I just feel like there's a more sense of violence and aggression and like a need to survive and band together because life is a little more complicated than you would imagine. So like just the chorus, I rode the streets of my hood just like a war zone. You died if you put your use in defending your home. If you hustled every day, hold on. Come for mine, I'm going to sing you a slow song. So it's kind of back on that like almost gangster-esque feel. Like don't forget, this is also what it is. So like we're talking about the weed or fun, but like there are other things that matter. And I also love this idea that like leveraging music and unity and community, you can kind of bypass the system and, and it shows this like revolutionary spirit that comes from it. Um Sendog also is just he's so hard like to me Sendog is like just slapping the fuck out of it like every bar is just heavy hitting and like he really like I'm having visions of a bunch of bad decisions like you're sitting there just kind of in his in his memories and it's like everything that's played out in his life but also what's happening in the present it's like you you understand sometimes in this like cognizant sense that like as you're going through your life, you might even be doing the bad thing and will pay for it later, but you have to maneuver a certain way. And it's just really like super street centric in a way that like has him like you can just again picture this old guy thinking back on his legacy and what it took to get to where he is today. And left with that open reminder, I'm still that guy. If you come from mine, I'll bring your life to a conclusion. And you're like, damn, I don't want to fuck with him. And then I feel like Dizzy kind of has a more like a lighter airiness to it. But almost like even though he tried to be positive, it's like there's still this environment that impacts you and forces you to like in a more psychological sense have to maneuver in a way. And all he's trying to do is make money to get out of his mom's crib and shit but his flow and his like emotional delivery in in his voice as he laid down every line was just super cool to me and i feel like it's a great like way to bring him in and it added a, a added a good variety to this song from just like the sound of each of their voices but like in a sense it feels like a completely different experience than the other songs but i think again that's the deliberate intention for the sounds of it but also shout out black milk because this guy is delivering on that front every beat sounding like this fresh unique experience where it could almost be like they shopped around and found a different producer for each song but now it's the same dude um all together like the hook is really catchy again and it's a really well-grounded well-made well-mixed everything song um this is solid as fuck it's another 4.5 on 5 really well done um and I feel like it kind of brings a narrative like at this point, like you're seeing like what they represent in this album. Like this is like who Cypress Hill is in 2022. I kind of like it. Like, and with the title Back in Black, it is a proclamation, right? So every song should be a proclamation about like who they are. And I think it's really living up to the title in that regard. Um, the next one has a cool interpolation. So let's listen to Come With Me. So, uh... 
I wonder if no. Snoop Dogg owning Death Row made the interpolation easier to pull off. I'm just wondering if that's related and all of us, because yo, somebody owns the rights to Hail Mary, right? Like so. Right. Anyway, and now I think it's Snoop Dogg is my understanding. I might be wrong, but it, I didn't look deep. I just saw he owns Death Row now. I didn't care to look deeper. Anyway, Chris, how do you feel about this? This is a bop. To me, it's uh. It's really cool. I like the interpolation of Hail Mary in it. I like the I like how they just flow with it. And and I feel like it's celebratory. I feel like they're just enjoying getting high and enjoying their success and kind of where they are. Um, like with the first verse with Be Real, blessed by the desire to create the fire. I must get you higher. You're required to enjoy. It's like they're kind of happy that they get to do what they do for a living and, and get paid for this and be in the realm of where they want to be. So that was cool um send dog kind of gave me a little bit more of like yo this is where we started this is where we're at this is kind of how we did it and we're just gonna enjoy it and we're just gonna really just engulf ourselves <laughs> in our own celebration and i feel like that's really what the song was i like how they got that back to back on the verses uh i always enjoy when the rappers kind of go one after another and and, and kind of just play around with the t- with the songs in that way so that's always cool uh yeah, I mean it's it's a slap. It's honestly a slap. I gave it a four point two on five. Slappy mix slap slap. Slappy mix slap. Well, um, I really like the lighter and like the smoking sounds at the beginning. I always enjoy that kind of stuff. And so obviously this is another one about getting high, all about weed. Um, and kind of like how like weed like inspires their creativity and uh you know just that they're enjoying life and like you know like you just like they're just like friendly guys that are just like having a good time um and you know send dog is talking about like you know legalizing it like doing it properly and you know like he just kind of wants things to 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 be okay with weed like you know in terms of like the laws and everything um and so it is interesting again to hear like more about like today's problems with like weed uh which is you know very you know it's cool i guess like hearing all about that like not that like the problems are cool but like but just like it's nice to hear about like modern issues i guess um i've very much enjoyed that la da 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 i thought that was fun everybody loves a la da 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 that you can do that too you know you do it with um so i don't know i just thought this was a cool song i, I liked it it was good um, I gave it a 4.3 on 5. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I mean, the chorus is really just like, you can't help but like it because it brings you back in. And I feel like Cypress Hill is like, I mean, they were around back then. They they, they can come in and do that, and it's cool. Um, mm-hmm. This feels like, in a sense, if we follow the story, we just went through some hard times. And now it's like, thank God there's weed, because ultimately, if it wasn't for the weed, we wouldn't have gotten through all this shit. <clears throat> And then it's almost like a love song to weed and shit. And then Be Real is just like geeking like, man, got your CBDs over there and your t- no THCs. And we got the this over there. We got the that. And I'm like, man, I've talked to enough weed people. I've seen you like that. You real passionate. And then he just ends it like, maybe it's just me, but I think you need some weed. And I'm like, I know that guy too. I've met a lot of those guys in my life. And then I feel like it's in a sense just like we're just grateful that we're able to create money off of this and if you think about a lot of people probably financed their early music game off of selling weed so there's a high correlation between moving that product and creating music and like you know smoking weed and making music and just the overall effect it has on people and then all of a sudden be real is like if any of y'all question anything about it i'll fuck you up that's also part of it right like he will go as far as to hit you in your solar plexus which if y'all don't know is that spot like there and if you ever been hit in the solar plexus holy shit is that like fucking hit you know um and then he's back to smoking weed you bet you bet it's almost like you better fucking like the high or he'll beat you up i don't know if that's fully what he was going for but it kind of is how i felt a little bit which i thought was a little fun but overall i enjoy the song a lot um it's less like in what i would throw on because it's more of an airy weed song which is less my vibe but i respect what it is i give it a 4.2 on five because we'll just keep on that 420 theme um but otherwise yeah i don't have much more to say about it 
uh, I guess we can talk about the original. All right, Bonnie, what do you... Wright writes about, I'm just going to say, Gordon, Gordon wrote about a lot of Canadian issues that nobody else was talking about. And like Canadian, like indigenous issues and things like that. So that's all I have to say about that. And, so he is very Canadian. And what do you think about this song? Well, um, it's another, another sort of classic uh, sounding song. Um, and like they talk, mentioned like the Coca Nostra, so like that's fun, you know, another like tie in there. Um, and just about being a gangsta gangsta in LA. And it's just like a cool, it just like made me think that it was like a cool song to like drive around with like your top down in like LA or windows down or whatever, um, you know, in like the low rider or whatever. And um, yeah, it just is like a cool LA song. Um, it has some like good mixing on it. I like that. And it's just like a fun, classic West Coast kind of vibe. So I really liked it. I give this one a 4.5. I don't have too much else to say about that. Um, I can't remember the actual song of uh, <laughs> what I'm thinking of, but like it's one it does give me that vibe of driving through la and i kind of visualize like candy paint cars and like hydraulic cars bouncing up and down but not with like any statement purpose just more this is just an everyday life like we just drive around in these cars we smoke weed we chill and it felt like two dudes in a car rapping and enjoying where they are in life a little bit and just kind of remembering like we are the ogs la is an og we from LA, this is what we do. And it just, it just felt really nice. Honestly, like it was like, yo, this is cool. I, I, I do this with my friends in the car. Sometimes when you're just driving, you just start rapping with each other and you just kind of have that creative energy while you're just on, on road or even when you're just doing what you got to do. So that's really what I took from it. I mean, the lyrics are consistent. I didn't really feel like there was much that kind of stood out. It just kind of felt really dope really just this is what we are we're just having fun we're the best and 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 that's it um i gave this a 4.2 on five i mean i like this one because i feel like it ties back into like an essence of the older code of what keeping it real once meant perhaps like it starts off with mafiosa samples right like think about like before you could touch a made guy you had to have a reason so it's like back in the day it wasn't like you could just do some consequence uh do whatever you want because if you touched the wrong person you would get taken out so there was like almost a sense of order and and like within the chaos of the world and then he comes in with that banging hook where you just feel the car bounce again like i've never done it i secretly hope somebody wants to fly me to LA to bounce in their car and then um he has that whole energy. It's super catchy. It gets stuck in your head and it's easy to sing. And it's just like unapologetically, we from LA. That's what it is. We on this like car bouncy riding around and shit vibes. And then that gangster feel to it because they really come from that era. They are from this pioneering class of people. And then I really love the a brand you can trust like Coca Nostra Bar because that's fun. I really like that album, but it's also interesting because they really do bring that authenticity, and I feel like that's what is coming through. But then the way Send Dog brings it to like I don't snitch and shit, you know, like and if I spot fake shit, I put them on blast, and you know, there's a matter of integrity that needs to be done. Otherwise, it's gonna be kind of problematic. But when everything's good, you know, we gonna blaze one. It's all it's all love, and it's like honoring this code i feel and then they bounce back and forth it's got that same thing and i love the fact that on almost every song on this album they're like back and forth on the verses and they're they're creating it like they're just having a lot of fun being in there or the way they're like where we're from we had to choose a side but this music took us to levels only few could rise shit blew my mind and like the, it's just like a, an interesting perspective like we don't have that colors business here we don't have to go through that in montreal i mean yes people get involved in some things sometimes but like imagine i don't know if you've ever looked at an la gang map but it could be like going to the grocery store the distance from where i live to the grocery store could cross through three turfs so it's like we don't have to like go through that kind of stuff and then to have that context and shout out for the follow biosafe to have that context and then like to just realize that through music it's like this appreciation to it getting out and i don't know i really i really feel it um i really feel like it's not it's again a reminder this is where we're from this is why we're originals it's not like we're just saying it we got the credentials to prove it 
Um, overall, the beach just bouncy and fun. Like I said, Black Milk again proving the versatility. It reminds me a bit of Certified, but just on like a slightly different tip, a little harder. Let's say um, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Like most of this project, I feel like I wouldn't necessarily seek it out. But if this came on, I would just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to listen to this. This is some good shit to put on. Um, they work as singles and they work cohesively together. And it feels like every song is constructed like it could be the next single. And you can feel that level of effort put in. So that's something also worth noting. Not a lot of, there's no filler on this album so far to me. And in like the way you would normally hear like repetitive songs or whatever. Each thing has its own like unique sound and blend. Yo, shut up for the prime sub appreciate that stills um on that note we'll move on to the next one which is hit em. all that versatility um what do you guys think about this one it's a slap it's a slap the beat got me Hold on. is um, this a slap the new thing we say i don't know when we started saying it's a slap. well i i'm using it because like i've been hearing it a lot on some of like the podcast and the other people that it's a slap and stuff well they say this slaps like it's a slap I, th- I know it's this slaps, thing. right? Because it's like a verb. Like you slap. Listen, go ask us slap. So like now we've you. taken this slaps and nounified it to us slap. It's a slap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Ask, ask it's just Flacco. a singular He'll slap. I'll tell you. Um, but this is, this is actually, I, I really enjoy this song a lot. Uh, mostly just because of the beat, the flows, the lyrics, they hold up. I There was nothing really, it kind of just is the same to me a little bit but just the the piano the 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 weird like do 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 in it like the little chimes was super cool i i really really felt this it just had a vibe to it i like how um send dog was like i'm i saw a dream in a dream and then i put the dream together or something like that it was dope because just when i think about like how sometimes dreams could be really real and like it really does affect us as people it's like it's supposed to be destined that you're supposed to be here. And I like how he's putting that out in the world and like inspiring people to kind of, I guess, chase that type of feel in a way. Uh, but overall, I just really like the overall vibe to this. I caught a vibe. It slaps. It's super dope. I gave this a 4.5. Bunny. Nice. Um, I like this one. It has like a, a really fun cadence to the beat, like the way that it's like, like sung or rapped or whatever. Um, like, I feel like I can like definitely picture this song or yeah, this song being like used in like movie or TV shows or something. Like it just kind of has like that, like, like I can see like a scene where like people are like, I don't know, having fun or doing stupid stuff or whatever, like to this song, like it just, I don't know, in my mind, that's what I saw. Um, it definitely like feels like a very like classic a song of theirs kind of mixed with some like kind of more like modern like run the jewels vibes so like that's kind of what I took away from it um but either way like super cool uh you know I definitely at this point was like black milk is like very very great um and it's like a really fun song it's nothing like outstanding like that you know like in terms of like what they're like talking about or whatever else it's just like an enjoyable song to listen to so i give this a 4.4 on five um yeah this is definitely my favorite beat so far it is a vibe um the way they ride the beat is ridiculous um it's to a point where it's hard for me to really listen to what they were saying because it was just too fly the flow is too Mm -hmm. fly the chorus is too fly black milk it is like superseded my expectations here and it was it was really great i just enjoyed it but then when you get into the bars there's some really good shit like like we knew it all not afraid do it all matter of fact i look back and do it all i can remember the haters say the game will ruin y'all what's that to me don't give a fuck about a hater let him roll up like the weed in my paper and you just got this vibe of like, hmm, I always like listening to that now that I understand what that really means. Because people really don't believe in your shit, you know? So you have to have the faith in yourself. And you almost have to let the fuel of people being haters, like, inspire you to just grind forward and then let them roll up. Because then you could light them up, you know? Get it? Like the weed in my paper. Light, it's, it's pretty solid. I don't know that I'm going to light people up like that. But in my fantasy lands of listening to hard shit, I will. Um, and then I really just enjoy the, the way that they just kind of feel celebratory on this. Like it doesn't feel like 
I mean, it feels hard and stuff, but it feels more like two guys that have come from this this situation that they've just put forward in all the other songs. And it's like this aggressive party song, almost like a, like a DMX style thing where like the bars are kind of hard and have like a sense of don't fuck with them. But the way it sounds makes me want to turn up. <clears throat> and I really love that combination. I really, really do. Uh, so I'm going to give this a 4.75 on 5. I don't have a lot more to say about it because, again, the vibe was just too engrossing for me. Um, on that note, I guess uh, we could go and talk about Break of Dawn. Um, how do you feel about this song? It's cr- it's cool to think that after the uh, previous track in terms of like reminding us and all that, they let us know that if you continue pushing forward, you could succeed. And that's kind of where I got I got from this song. Um has a nice anthem feel to it. I like the, the energy within the grind and the and this whole like thing to want to keep pushing forward and never giving up, which is like kind of cool if we think about just the convo we had with like death and the things you want to remember about before you die. It's like I like how that all connects and, and just keep building these experiences and keep building these moments and stuff to have all of these memories and like to things to look back on and be happy about before you pass, which is dope. I felt like this like gives me that energy. You want to like work out or like grind music whenever you're trying to like bang something out or whatnot, you want to make sure like you're in that vibe. So that's really what it kind of gave to me too. And uh, I gave it a 4.2 on five. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's just, uh, this is like about them, like just kind of like telling their story, how they came up, uh, how they never sold out, how they never like, you know, they tried to do like, you know, things that what, at, at least what they thought was like the proper way of doing things, the right way of doing things. Um, and kind of talking about like what they've been through, um, you know, that they will never stop until the break of fucking dawn, you know, like that's just kind of what it is. And it is sort of like that kind of very classic sounding uh, kind of a song. So it's nice. I gave this one a 4.25 on five. Um, I really do enjoy the vibe of it. Again, it has that like reflecting on where they've come from and then realizing, mm-hmm. yo, all things considered, look at our actual story and tell me it's not fucking greatness. We check all the boxes, you know? We've kept it real. We've been at this for a very, very long time. I guess it's like 32 years now, you know? They have reflected the hard circumstances and overcome them. They, you know, just did it all. I don't know how else to put it or add to it. I feel like it was really blatant with it and a celebratory in how their authenticity has pushed them and then all in things considered it turns into one of the greatest stories ever told i don't know if it's the greatest one but i suppose that everyone is going to be thinking their story is the best but i really think it is an incredible testament and they're definitely slept on when people talk about the most influential or the most greatest or you don't hear enough people giving them the love. So there almost is a need to like show up and just state it. This whole project is like almost because you know, a lot of people go on Twitter and shit and do like rants about how they're like slept on. Cypress Hill wrote an album about how they're slept on and actually made it dope. So that's kind of cool if you think about it in the meta conversation of how corny a lot of the OGs can be when they're on social media, unfortunately. I also really, really like I Fall for Subtle, Yama trying to bumble because it's like, you know, in a sense, the way the subtleties of dating apps create a manipulation and interpersonal connections or something. I don't know, but I just thought it was funny that he put a dating app reference like Bumble into the middle of the song, making it pretty modern, all things considered. But it's another good song. The beat is less memorable to me. I had a little bit more trouble getting into the sound of it, but I appreciate what it is. So it's like a 4.25 for me. Um, and asked for why the break of fucking dawn, because then you're already in the new day. That's why you don't really stop. You just push through, and now you don't really stop. You keep going. Um, anyway, uh, the next one is called Champion Sound. How do you feel about Champion Sound? I like it. I like I like the interpolation in the in the chorus of uh, where the who's the champions, be the champions, the way they have that like I, I don't know where 
what island or whatever it's from. I just think it's from that voice, that tone is from the islands. Uh, I really enjoy that. I think it's really, really dope. Uh, it it kind of gave me this, like, again, more anthem feel, more like happy to be where we are. Legends reminding you, reminding us who legends are. And a little bit kind of felt like they're reminding themselves, like, in a positive way not like they stopped thinking that but more like we are legends like let's just take a moment again to like celebrate this and we are the champions we have done this and you know it also fits with me being canadian with our like we are the champions song so that was also kind of cool a little bit um just the way that why did you say we are the champions we are the champions how did you get to a canadian how is that canadian it's literally this who are the champions we are the champions it's literally like the same shit I don't know how this is. Wait, how, like the hockey team, the Queen our hockey song? team. Are you talking yes. about the Queen song? How the is British? The Queen song, but it's our hockey team song for the Habs, and I'm Canadian. The Habs are Canadian. That's how it works. That's ADHD not works. how anything wow. works in <laughs> life. Works. None <laughs> of that works. That's not <laughs> real life. You I'm just made shit up. <laughs> Either way, I use cool. my own shampoo. Um, it's Dove. It's the Dove anti dandruff shampoo. Let's move on. I don't use that. I, <laughs> it's dope. Um, I like it. I left it with a 4.2. I ain't got yeah, because okay. Chris is like, oh, um, no, they called me on it. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> move on. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm dying on that hill. That's fine. I mean, they're just not Canadian in any way. Like, it's not a tragically right. hip situation but, like, or an Alanis situation or a Celine. We listen to tons of American hockey. music. That doesn't make it Canadian. But literally, Queen's it's British. Like the song Queen's that British. We play with the Habs, play fucking hockey. That doesn't make hockey. it Canadian. Fair enough. Fair enough. I fucked up on that. But like the hockey team is Canadian, and that's like a thing that I associate with Canadians because we say that when the hockey team fucking plays. So you associate Damn. it with Montreal Canadian culture, like the hockey team culture. Yes. Understood. Yes. All right, let's move on. Okay. All right. Anywho, so um. I thought this was like an interesting beat choice, like in just like the backup vocals or like the, uh, it sounds like Enya or something like that vibe. It's, it's definitely felt like a little bit different from like some of the other songs, but you know, they can do what they want. Um, <laughs> like it feels very much like a, like a boost yourself up kind of vibe. Like, you know, it, it is like that does, it has that like champion sound, but it's also not necessarily my favorite sound uh on this album um even though it has the most plays on spotify it has like a million something versus like all the other ones that only had like you know five digits um so i thought that was interesting it's because it's Uh, on the rbi baseball 21 game it's got it's got a sync deal for a video game that's a thing um okay Sure. So I gave it a, a 4.1 on 5. I felt like it was good. It had good energy, but it wasn't my favorite. I like this one a lot. Well. This one is a cool vibe because, again, like we're, we're deep in a project, right? So the fact that, again, we're coming almost like from an islands-inspired sound where it's just a whole different wave. And, like, that chorus is just so strong. Like, who's the champion? We the champion. I the champion. Like, pff, that's just champion shit. You just want to say that shit because you're a champion. And if you're not a champion, maybe you don't want to say that shit because it feels weird. But when you feel like a champion, it's a good vibe. I already like the hook a lot and the beat. And it makes me want to dance. And it's like all kinds of things in its favor. As far as the verses go, I was too busy vibing and dancing in my soul to really care as much about the uh, the verses, which is arguably a really good sign. I know it sounds weird because a lot of rapper people are like, oh, my God, the lyrics, lyrics. And I used to be like that. But now I'm like vibe vibes. And, like, the way they flow on it, the way they sound is good. But when you really listen, it's just nice. It's, like, build up proactive shit. Like, forever ready if there's a problem. Haters don't want none until I move in caution. Boom. Strong. Makes you feel powerful saying shit like that over this kind of beat. Um, And then, I don't know. They go back and forth on their verses. They do their shit. I don't, I don't really have a lot to comment on it. I just feel strong listening to it. I like the package and presentation of the song. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about this one. Cause it really is, it's short, 
It's only a couple minutes long. Apparently, when you are doing sync licensing and things like that, you really don't want to go past two and a half minutes because very few people really want long songs, which is a huge part of the reason why songs got shorter. It's less about algorithms and it's more about sync license deals. Y'all didn't really know that, but that's really how it kind of plays out. So people kind of get mad at the wrong things a lot sometimes. Um, but this is just interesting how the shortest song gets the most views because of how the back end businessing works. And the song's actually a bop. It's super like almost in a safer stone of it, a safer tone, more uplifting. And at the end of the project, again, it's like we're back and forthing between these like darker themes and this more celebratory tone, creating almost this bigger dichotomy of the emotional state of what Cypress Hill represents. And I really like that because it feels like more complex than just a singular emotional state on that note um we can move on to the last one on the project which is the ride um so yeah what do you think about the last track on the project um so this one is interesting it was sort of about um like the violence uh in like like be real's past life experience like he was talking about that and about like anger and like the depression and like all of like that kind of uh, mental stresses that he was under um as well as like the issues with like the bloods and the crips and like this is just kind of like what life was like for them and like you know maybe still is um and talking about like how you know things have happened you know and people have died along the way unfortunately and um it definitely has like classic like la cypress hill vibes you know it's, it's the fun kind of like ending song um and that, that that they don't really need help from from anybody and those who think that they do can like fuck off and go to hell that's basically how it ends so it's an interesting ending um i don't know if it's my favorite ending i've ever heard but it's all right uh you know it definitely like leaves you with like all right well i guess uh, you can fuck off and go to hell then uh if you're not like you know basically like one of like their fans or supporters so um i give it a four on five it's a decent ending chris you are on the mute of the muty moots so nobody you know this is not like bro i know we're on zoom but this isn't work we're not supposed to be like having the you know mute joke <laughs> fair enough um it's an interesting song to end with because after going through a lot of like their success and a lot of just how they became successful, how they became legends and got established and everything. Um, it's like people are still telling, I guess, be real or the group, like, you know, they need help for things that they've gone through or things that they've experienced. And I kind of feel like they're in a way be real is expressing like, do I really need help? Cause I seem to be doing great with where I'm at on my own. I seem to be kind of making waves and, and going through a lot of this shit. So like, that's how I kind of took this song. Um, also in a way, it's like a lot of people tell me that I need help, but where is the help that is being offered from them? Like in what way, instead of like just telling me I need help, you could also maybe help me or something like that uh, is how I also interpret it, inter interpreted that. Um, the verses are really a little bit more personal to me. Uh, just the way I, I took it, I was like, this seems a little bit more like what you've gone through and just things that you're dealing with, I guess, in and out each day or whatnot. So that's also really cool how he got like super personal on here. Um, and I, and I think it's just a really interesting way to end the album. Like just after everything, there's still like this kind of pain and this kind of like overwhelming feeling of just darkness that kind of still carries through even after this whole journey and this whole ride that they've been on to 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 the top and stuff so that was really interesting to me um i like it i thought it was dope uh, i gave it a 4.2 on five yeah i think it's a it's an interesting choice to end the album like i'm not even sure what vibe i'm supposed to be leaving on like, I feel like I got twirled up in the thing, and then they just launched me out on this track. And I'm like, I I guess. But the song is really interesting, right? Like, in the first verse, you can hear, like, the consequences of the gang life and shit. A mother cries, a father's gone, etc. Then in the second verse, it's like, could you know, the consequences of all of this, right? So you live through this whole fast-paced life, and then you have to, like, live through the trauma of that experience and just kind of articulating 
the complications that go with it. Be Real here does that like I would call it like one of my those classic like when Be Real shows up and does that flow. It sounds like what you expect Be Real to sound like when he shows up and does that flow. And he just kind of delivers it the whole track that slick, constant delivery. Uh, Send Dog's not on this one. So it was kind of noticeable at the end. It just kind of feels like a bit of a, you know, a, a cool way to kind of like end it on that solo tip. But an interesting choice considering how the rest of the album was both of them. But then you just kind of listen to the message of it. And it's like at the end of the day, it's like, look, we went through this. We had to deal with the consequences of going through this. And as much as people might think we need help, we kind of are providing you the answers and the ways to cope with it through our music and through everything we've gone through. We've given you this music. We've coped through it publicly and helped you. And you can find it. Like, And then I really liked it because knowledge can be found in the Temple of Boom. Like, Go back and listen to what we've given you there. Go sh- check out the catalog and you'll see where I'm coming from. Overall... I thought it was a cool way to end it on that like legacy tip that has been coming through the whole album of just reflecting and letting you know what the fuck Cypress Hill really is. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.25 though. I know the chat was kind of like vibing this one more. I vibed a little less to this one than the other ones, but I really still appreciate it. Um, The production is still excellent and everything. It's just more of a preference thing. Um, But what do y'all think about the album as a whole? Um, I mean, it's good. I, I gave it a 4.25 on five, so an 85%. Um, so for me, it's not a bad album at all. Um, and, you know, the fact that it's like, you know, only like about what, 33 minutes or something like that, like it's a very short album. So, um, you know, if you want to kind of have a little bit of like nostalgic throwback mixed in with a little bit of like modern issues like this is like a cool album to to go back to like i wouldn't say it's like the greatest album like of theirs of all time of anything but like it's nice i I feel like this is definitely made for their fans um because like i don't really think that like like this isn't like the whole album i wouldn't go back to but there are you know you know maybe two or three songs that i definitely would like listen to regularly um it's an enjoyable album so go check it out yeah i appreciate it i feel like they just decided to show the full range of what cypress hill brings to the table on this project every song feels unique and different uh black milk does an incredible job just kind of going all Mm -hmm. over with the beats giving you a I guess a unique flavor on each track. It's not the most creative way to describe it. Not very unique at all. Um, But I really enjoyed the cohesiveness of it. I think it's like, you know, a 4.4-ish. Like, this has all the makings of a classic, except that they weren't really trying to make a classic. It's just, they're just trying to flex that when they're not even trying, they're still dropping songs that are that fucking good. Because when you really check the boxes of what makes a good song... It's like they really did it here. Everything sounds amazing. But you really do have to give a shit about Cypress Hill to feel it. I mean, you have to be down to like go through their career with them. And and there are, I don't have that attachment. So there are songs on here I would go back to. But this really is for the fans and for their people. And there are a lot of people who are going to celebrate with Cypress Hill to this one as they should because it's extremely well made. And it's even just like a reminder to everyone else out there like, well, listen to how good these songs are made. Like people can, people often talk a lot about good, bad, the next thing, but this came out 2022, you know, two days ago, and it sounds ridiculously amazing. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just further proof that hip hop is in an amazing place in terms of the quality of output that is really existing here. Um, anyway, uh, I really appreciated it a lot. So, um, I guess that's all I can say about the album. I hope y'all enjoyed watching this review. You enjoyed the project. Let us know what you think in the comments down below if you're watching in the future. Thank y'all to the people who are watching it now. Y'all are wonderful in the live. We've seen that chat going. It's really cool. Um, Thank you for watching it in the future again, too. um, Basically, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you want to tell us what albums to review in the future, you can do so at patreon.com slash behind that suit. And if you want to come watch it live with everybody, twitch.tv slash behind that suit, Sundays, 12 p.m. EST. Um, And yeah, on that note, we appreciate everybody being here and live long and prosper, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.